You're listening to The Big Reviewski on Joe with Chicago Town. Pizza? Yeah, we go to town on it. Hello and welcome to The Big Reviewski with Chicago Town Pizza. My name is Owen and on today's show we are joined by officially the world's sexiest man. And also Paul Rudd will be here too. But first... Onto that sexy man. It is, of course, Roy Cash. And Roy, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, a lot of people have been calling uh, for a, a recall of that vote. Um, they want they want proof of how the title came to be. But uh, listen, this is this is a democracy, um, and the, the, the people have spoken. Apparently, yeah. They say there's like there's bags of votes lying in count centres all around the world, and they want to see the evidence. Please, that Paul Rudd is officially the sexiest man. Um, do you know what else is actually really, really sexy? You're gonna say pizza. I am. Yeah, it's sexy free pizza from our sexy friends over at Chicago Town Pizza. All you have to do to be in with the chance of winning some of those lovely goodies is head over to the Big Reviewski Twitter account and enter our competition there. Now, though, it's time to get on with the show. And Rory, I know in your line of work, you obviously watch a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows. You stream a lot of streamable things. Mm. But would you have many like kind of streaming services? Yeah, like, I, uh, you know, the, the same as everyone else in Ireland, you know, Netflix, Disney Plus, now Apple, Prime, Hulu. No, we don't have Hulu here. <laughs> hey, you. That's another one. YouTube, probably. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, lots of streamings, yeah. Yeah, lots of streamings. There's loads out there, but um, you can never really have enough. And that's why people, especially here in Ireland, will be delighted to hear that a brand new streaming service has been released and is pretty easy to access as well. It is, of course, Peacock, which... But it was originally released in the States last year during lockdown and obviously did phenomenally well because people were like, I'm stuck in my house. I need more things to watch. I need more things to watch. So this obviously uh, found the perfect audience last year. It's finally being released in Ireland this week. And it basically has all the properties owned by NBC and Universal. So you've got loads of amazing TV shows and movies coming to this brand new service. Now, in terms of accessing here in Ireland, if you have a Sky account or if you have a Now Entertainment Pass, then you will be getting the service absolutely free. It's already added to there, so you should be seeing loads of brand new options uh, in order for you to access Peacock there as well. Now, there's some shows... Peacock again. There are some shows... Uh, which I absolutely cannot wait to watch in these. You're going to have the return of one of the favourites. Friday Night Lights is on there. 30 Rock, one of the greatest comedies ever made and something that I am genuinely unbelievably excited about. Quantum Leap is going to be uh, available there as well, as well as lots of incredible films uh, such as Oscar-winning movies like Scent of a Woman. hoo Thanks, Al. Sexy thrillers like Out of Sight. I know you're particularly excited about that one, Rory, yeah? Yeah. Uh, yep, sexy thrillers is my bag. I'm I'm pretty famous for it. <laughs> Very well, you keep telling people. Yeah. And last but not least, there's also again like a, a Brad Pitt film, one of the most bonkers Brad film. Brad. 
You got this. You got this. I got this. I can, he is so sexy. I can't say his name properly. Everything gonna be Irish. <laughs> One of his most bonkers films. It is, of course, Meet Joe Black, which is just so bad for so many amazing reasons. But you should definitely watch it out whenever you do get a chance to check out Peacock. So, Roy, will you be checking out Peacock when it is added to Now and Sky? Yes. So, not to spoil anything, but later in the show during a very famous segment of the big review ski this is this is gonna rear its peacock head again so um yeah so uh yeah i've already been perusing and browsing and favoriting and bookmarking uh yes that's my weekend filled slash ruined <laughs> amazing okay so peacock now added to sky and now in ireland enjoy Coming to Irish cinemas this week are two absolutely massive releases. The first one stars our big guest who's coming up later on the show. It is, of course, Rory, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, so it's been a while. If you can pretend the 2016 all-female version didn't happen since we've had a Ghostbusters movie. I think it was 89 was the official sequel. And this one is definitely pretending the 2016 one didn't happen. Uh, it's directed by Jason Reitman, who is the son of Ivan Reitman, who directed the first two Ghostbusters movies. Um, and it's got Carrie Coon and Paul Rudd and what feels like half the cast of Stranger Things, even though that's not actually the case as the younger uh, members. They head out to the middle of nowhere in a small town in America, uh, finding out that they've been left a home in the will by one of the original Ghostbusters um, discovering why he kind of isolated himself in the middle of nowhere. They come across, uh, how do I do this without spoilers? They come across a plot that is linked directly to the original in some very interesting ways. Um, I enjoyed this quite a bit whenever Paul Rudd was on screen, whenever Carrie Coon was on screen, and whenever the film tried to do its own thing. I enjoyed it slightly less when it was really bowing at the altar of the original Ghostbusters. It's a lot of like nods and winks and homages and references and stuff. And I wish it had just kind of stuck with its guns and just stayed true to what it should have been, which was its own unique original thing. Having said that, if you're a fan of Ghostbusters, you'll absolutely enjoy it. Um, I think there's some like naysayers who are like, eh, yeah, it's not the same. It's like, yeah, we know it's not the same because Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and all that cast and Sigourney Weaver, like that was zeitgeisty 80s stuff. Like you cannot replicate that. And the problem is with this film, when it tries to replicate that, that's when it's at its worst. But like I said, if you can forgive it for that and enjoy the original elements that it, elements that it has, um, I think you'll still enjoy it. Uh, yes, it's it's still pretty funny and it's got, it's got a good weird plot at the middle of it, which I uh, enjoyed. I remember Revelations. And I looked as he opened the sixth seal. There was a great earthquake. Judgment Day. Raise a call. I'm calling about what happened in New York. 
One of the things I'm most nervous about uh, whenever I go into any Ghostbusters film is whether Vigo the Carpathian is going to show up. Obviously, the big terrifying bad guy mm. from the second film. Um, because whenever I was a kid and sharing a bunk bed with my younger brother Lorcan, like sharing, like I was top and he was down there and stuff. But <laughs> at the bottom of the bunk bed, hanging over the edge, were our dressing gowns, and they formed the. Sh- the same kind of silhouette as Vigo the Carpathian's head. And I, I'd say roughly for about like six, seven years, I didn't get any sleep because I was terrified he was coming to attack me. So I don't know whether he turns up in this one. I don't know whether that would be a spoiler or not, but um, I'll still try and muster up the courage to go and see Ghostbusters Afterlife anyway. Or at the very least, uh, clean your room so there isn't yes. shape, shapes of painting ghosts hanging around the place. You're not my real mom. You shut up. Now, you mentioned in Ghostbusters Afterlife that somebody leaves somebody else a will. And that's a very big connection to our next film, King Richard. Oh, that is uh, that is both uh, impressive and, um, what's the word? I hate you? Yeah. Rubbish. Just yeah. yikes. Uh, yeah, so Will Smith plays the father of Venus and Serena Williams in King Richard. Um, this I mentioned this to you I think off camera because we, we you know we know each other in <laughs> IRL and I said to you this is the kind of biopic that we've seen a million times before but it's the it's like the best version of it you know when someone makes you like a meal you've had like someone's like I'll make you I don't know like a burger and chips but like for some reason this burger is You've had burgers before, but for some reason, this burger is exactly right. Every All the elements in it are done to perfection, and, and everyone involved in it has really put put the work in. So it's kind of like that. Like It's it's like comfort food viewing. Uh, Will Smith's fantastic in it. He's definitely going to get an Oscar nomination. Um, I'm not a sports person. I'm not a sportser. I don't like sportsing, but uh, tennis is quite cinematic, as it turns out. Um, just because it lends itself really well to, you know, cinematography and, and editing and just the speed of it and the power of it and everything involved in it. Um, yeah, there's a lot to like. Like, there will be a lot of questions. Like, I was asking myself, I was like, why is the first film about Venus and Serena about their dad and not about Venus and Serena? Um, but I think it does raise some interesting points, especially as a, uh, a parallel with Britney Spears and her dad and how allegedly toxic relationships between parents and kids and how they can send them into the world of fame and fortune can go wrong and how it can go right, uh, depending on who you ask or who's telling the story. So there is a lot to read into, but even if you don't want to go that deep in it, uh, it is just a great performance in the middle of a very interesting story. Uh, And I liked it way more than I thought I was gonna. So, yeah. I got these two great tennis players. All we need is a club. Everything to go from prodigy to pro. Raise your hand, Serena. Venus Williams. What you think? Nobody's taking that bet. Tennis takes expert instruction. It takes families with unlimited financial resources. It's like asking somebody to believe that you got the next two Mozarts in your house. Venus and Serena gonna shake up this world. 
Brilliant. No, I absolutely cannot wait to see this. And even hearing you as a non-sportsing person mm. uh, loving it this much because like Venus and Serena Williams, two of the greatest athletes to ever have lived, especially Serena Williams, just incredible uh, story. And then adding Will Smith into the mix to tell this story uh, as well, especially with all the, the plaudits that are inevitably going to come this way. That's going to be a real cinematic treat as well. So King Richard and Ghostbusters Afterlife out in Irish cinemas this week. Now, just a few days ago, you remember uh, last week we were talking about Disney Plus Day, yeah. the brand new favorite holiday that everybody absolutely loves. They announced so many um, amazing new shows and movies, and they brought back a lot of classics to Disney Plus as well. And they pretty much, there was an amazing Oprah meme going around where it was like, you get a logo, you get a logo, you get a logo. Everything had a logo for every single thing that they've got planned for the next few years. But we have picked out some highlights from that for our kind of favorite trailer of the week because they keep expanding the Marvel Cinematic Universe, both in the cinema and also on the small screen as well. So three ones that we wanted to take a quick sneak peek at were She-Hulk, which is coming later in 2022. It stars Tatiana Maslany as Jennifer Walters. I'm Jennifer Walters. I'm a normal lawyer. Well, not that normal. These transformations are triggered by anger and fear. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. So people may not know the name, but it is a very funny wee teaser, and she is essentially, she's Bruce Banner's cousin. So we are going to be seeing uh, Mark Ruffalo popping up as the big green giant in this as well. And also, uh, Tim Roth is going to be back playing Abomination as well. So She-Hulk is going to be coming up later on uh, next year. The second one that we want to have a sneak peek at is Miss Marvel. Now, this seems to be more of a comedy show skewing towards a younger generation uh, as well. It's introducing the character of Kamala Khan, and she's played by Iman Vellani to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Kamala, let's talk about you. It's not really the brown girls from Jersey City. You saved the world. Maybe now they do. I got this right. So it's all about a young girl who's obsessed with the Avengers, but especially Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel. And it's not fair because she's obsessed with them and then she gets imbued with her own powers as well. Like, we're obsessed with those uh, characters as well. (laughs) None of us have any superpowers. But that series will also be coming uh, next year as well. Miss Marvel, but possibly the most interesting one. And again, these are only very, very short teasers, so it's hard to get a real sense of them, is Moon Knight. And they've gone with a really high-profile lead in this one, Oscar Isaac, playing uh, Moon Knight, a man called Mark Spector. He was a former soldier who has uh, disassociative identity disorder. And one of those identities that he has contained with him just happens to be a moon god, uh, who obviously gives him loads of powers as well. I can't tell the difference between my waking life and dreams. In your head. It devours you. So that one seems quite. I don't know. Do you remember Split from a couple of years back as well? Uh, the M. Night Shyamalan film. It feels like Oscar Isaac is going to have a lot of fun playing all of these different types of characters as well. Now, Roy, I did pick out one particular TV show for you as well. There isn't any footage 
available for it, though I know you are going to be particularly excited about it. It is Agatha, House of Harkness, and that's one of the ones that got its own logo. So looking forward to that one. Yeah, yeah. Like Catherine Han, um, she really, like after WandaVision, I think everyone, fi- she finally got the recognition that she deserved and that certain fans of hers have been giving her for years anyway. So, yeah, her getting her own show is, doesn't just make sense. I'm sure Disney were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, but you know what else it also means? It could mean that Owen Wilson as Mobius M. Mobius could eventually be getting his own spin-off show, uh, which I know is something you'd be very... Just him, half an hour episodes, just on a jet ski, just top to tail, that's the whole show. Uh, and I it. know a Mr. Owen Doherty who would just love that. Give the fans what they want, Owen Wilson on a jet ski. Wow. Yes, please. So those are some of our highlights from Disney Plus Day, the perfect little Marvel 3-in-1 there. Now, though, it's time for new releases on the small screen. The first of our small screen releases this week is a brand new fantasy drama coming to Amazon Prime. It is The Wheel of Time and Rory... Like, getting invested in a new fantasy drama, that's a big commitment, isn't it? It it can be, and I'll tell you two reasons why. One is, I think we're all still a little bit heartbroken over how Game of Thrones ended. We're all a little bit gun-shy to want to commit to another long-term relationship. And the other thing is, we see all the time with Netflix when they're like, guys, Shadow and Bone, or this something something chronicles or blah 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 and they give it a big push and then the show comes out and then it's like it's cancelled after one season you're like why do i bother so with wheel of time this very much is in the mold of listen next year we've got lord of the rings so that's going to really be the next game of thrones on you know aside from the actual next game of thrones which is also on the way next year but for now This is the one to watch if you're looking for something fantasy. And Prime Video have already started filming season two. So we know there's more to come after this season. They they must have a lot of confidence in this this first season if they're already like shunting people out on production for the second season. Uh, It's based around uh, a witch who's played by Rosamund Pike, uh, who you should know from Gone Girl and lots of other great stuff. Uh, and she takes five young potentials with her on a on a journey around the world, this magical, uh, fantastical kingdom, uh, because she she's gotten word that one of these five will release this power. They've been imbued with uh, magnificent power that will either save or completely destroy the world as we know it. So it's up to her to kind of help them harness it, but she's not sure which one it is, and she's not sure when the person reveals themselves as having the power, they'll, they'll end up using it for good and bad. So that's kind of up to her to help them uh, find the right road. So there's lots of different uh, aspects uh, that you might cover. That's a bit like that bit from that and that bit from that. But this book has actually been massively popular for a very long time. So there's a good chance the shows you're thinking it's reminding you of actually just borrowed from this book. Um, yeah, so... The stuff that we've seen looks very impressive, looks grand and epic in scale. It looks like they put some money behind it. Uh, and if you are if you are that little bit gun-shy after Game of Thrones and you are thinking, maybe I'll just wait for HBO to do the next one or, you know, Lord of the Rings in 2022. We've got some time to kill. We've got a year. We've got, it's Christmas, it's cold out. Wheel of time, where to go? Be strong. 
the wheel of time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become legend. I also love the fact that it stars excellent Irish actor Michael McElhatton as well. Uh, He's always excellent in everything he pops up. And today, I love the fact that we're getting repeated usage out of the word imbued. There's so many people imbued with so many powers. Uh, Is anybody imbued with powers in our next one? I don't know. Cowboy Bebop? Kind of. Like, they're imbued with guns that are imbued with bullets. Does that? Yeah. That works, right? That works. Uh, So, yeah. So, this is Netflix's live-action remake of the hit I can never remember if it's anime or manga one of those shows that was from the 80s and 90s that everyone absolutely loved and I have absolutely not seen so I think whether you've seen if you've seen the original this is how I've understood it so I've watched the first few episodes and I thought it was very Tarantino-y Tarantino doing like a live action cartoon version of Blade Runner is the best description I can give of it it's very violent it's very over the top it's very colourful the characters are like at 110% all the time. But I haven't seen the original, so I have nothing to compare it to. Apparently, if you've seen the original, this is kind of disappointing. So I don't know. If you if you love the original, maybe just re-watch that, because I believe it's also still on Netflix. Uh, but if you haven't and you're looking for something, uh, I, you know, I found it very entertaining. Admittedly, I've only watched the first few episodes, because time is finite and there's so many things to watch. Um, give it a go, and if you don't like it, Wheel of time. So what brings you back from the dead? A week ago I did a job. A bounty. I had a partner, believe it or not. He know what you used to be? Will I ever see you again? They tried to kill me, Anna. If you need to find me. I go by Spike Spiegel these days. To be fair to Cowboy Bebop, uh, one of the trailers that Netflix released for it um, was way more entertaining and imaginative than like other full shows mm. that have been released as well. So if they're putting that much effort into the trailer for it, you would hope that uh, the main show would be imbued with the same oh. kind of uh, creative input uh, as well. Our third choice for at-home viewing this week is Tick, Tick, Boom. And I know... We had Will Smith uh, on the show already and King Richard, but I genuinely, when I heard the title of this, I was like, is this something to do with like Fresh Prince and Boom Shake the Room? But no, it is absolutely disappointingly in my eyes, nothing to do with that story. Truly showing your age with your uh, lyrical awareness and knowledge there, but I appreciate it. My daddy told me to say it. Did he? (laughs) Um, No, this is the biopic of a very famous musician musical lyricist like playwriter uh he's the guy who wrote rent which was one of the i guess still one of the most well-known kind of cultural iconic modern touchstones of uh stage uh, productions um so it's the life story of him and how he came to create it and the, the writer's block he was forced into uh kind of breaking his way out of uh in, in this he's played by andrew garfield and he's a front runner now because of this. So we've got two this week. We've got Will and we've Andrew, uh, another front runner for Best Actor um, Oscar nomination. So this year's normally every year, it's the Best Actress 
race that is so interesting and it's the best actor when you're just like Ugh. it was Anthony Hopkins again great but this year it does seem to be genuinely an interesting mix of potential nominees so I am curious to see how this plays out but Lin-Manuel Miranda who seems to have his finger in anything musical these days is also involved in this so if you love Rent the musical and you're interested in its history this is a good watch if you love musicals in general same uh, and if you love Andrew Garfield, like, same again. So there's, there's lots of uh, audiences being catered to here. Uh, and if you love musicals, this film is imbued with lots of musical numbers. So, there. Hello. Hi. Welcome. I'm Jonathan Larson. I am 29 years old. I work at the Moondance Diner. Okay, one sec. Do we take reservations? No, we do not take... We're, we're a diner. I have an original rock musical. Hey, boy genius. That I've spent the last eight years of my life writing. Speaking of audiences being catered to, uh, this final <laughs> selection of a show that's being released this week is li like literally the entire world sat down to watch this last year. Uh, it's the sequel series to Tiger King, Joe mm. Exotic and like are these people even real is america a real place <laughs> um, i guess we're going to find out in the second series of tiger king he's they're back basically all of them yeah so um this gave me a little bit of ptsd because the <laughs> first season of tiger king i associate pretty hard with the start of lockdown i think everyone does it was like we all watched it because a because it actually was just like bonkers like documentary stuff the, the kind of stuff you just don't normally see in a documentary, uh, and B, because we were all forced indoors and had nothing uh, else to do. So, it's, in an optimistic sense, it's like, that's how it began, and hopefully this is how it's starting to end. This one only has five episodes, though, so there's a lot less story to tell, and it is equally pulled between uh, some of the hanging threads from the first season, like uh, with a, a bit more to do with Carol Baskin's partner, who did he disappear or was he was he found murdered or you know? Uh, and then there's actually more to do with the the fallout of how the first season impacted all the stars of the people who were in it. Like they've all become super rich and famous off the back of it, and Joe Exotic is still in prison, uh, and how Donald Trump. Uh, as a last ditch attempt at popularity, kind of offered to get him out of prison, but then that didn't really materialize either. So it's still lots of stories to mine, uh, and all five episodes are dropped on Netflix this week. When you think you've seen it all, you haven't quite seen it all. You have a prepaid call from Joe Exotic. There's an innocent man in prison. And like everybody, even though they'd be like, Do I really want to watch that? And as you say, re kind of live through their, their PTSD. What's that? Post Tiger Stress Disorder is the official good. title for it anyway. But um, you just know people are going to sit down, especially if it is only five episodes, and probably binge through it uh, anyway. So loads to choose from uh, in terms of what you can watch at home this week. But now it's time for, I know Roy, you mentioned it earlier on in the show, and I'm 
intrigued as to what you've chosen for it. It is time for pizza in a movie. So if you love pizzas and you love movies, then you've come to the right place because obviously you got your Chicago Town pizza and you have two movies recommended by myself and Rory. Now, last week you tied your choice in with Disney Plus Day and you chose Enchanted, which is such a class film and I watched it over the weekend. So thank you for the recommendation. Um, I went for the big review ski, which I didn't watch again. <laughs> but you called I it the big did. review ski. I called it the big review ski. That's how much <laughs> this show was great. I can't believe I called one of the greatest films of all time, the big Lebowski, the big review ski. Uh, it's just, it's on the brain, basically. Sure. Listen, it's, it's easy to mix them up. You love bowling. I love bowling. We all love bowling. Brad Pitt's um, it's all he's just so goddamn sexy um so the big lebowski i didn't watch it over the weekend but i did give it my vote and thankfully if we can get our drum roll please that would be much appreciated we can reveal now that the dude and his friends uh took home the victory much like their amazing bowling team with a victory of 54 percent to 46 percent. so it was pretty tight but um yeah anything to say to that rory were you surprised by that outcome I will say that this one uh, I was curious about. So I checked the results when we were about halfway through the period and Enchanted was winning 52 to 48. And then I checked an hour later and it was 50-50. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this. It was, it was actually, I was just checking to see how it was going. And I was like, no, I'm just going to let it play out. Um, you know, it's a decent victory. I'm glad the big review ski won. <laughs> yeah and again don't forget you can subscribe to the big review ski uh as well mm. here wherever you get your podcasts and also on youtube as well but rory first of all this week's choice for pizza in a movie what have you gone for because you hinted at are you going for that peacock thing again what i'm gonna stop saying the, the name of that thing because it's it's really <laughs> disrupting word. our uh recording session so i've gone for a movie that has been added via that brand new streaming service and it will be available on now uh, this week. It's not available on any other streaming service as far as I can tell. Uh, it's Children of Men, the fantastic apocalyptic drama thriller starring Clive Owen in a world where uh, people just can't have children anymore. Uh, he is assigned to protect a pregnant woman and get her to a safe zone. It is such a fantastic thriller one of the best kind of apocalyptic like real world gritty near future apocalyptic movies i've ever seen i will admit it's a bit of a bummer it's a bit of a hard watch but uh just the amount of alfonso curan who directed it he does some just bravura bravura sequences where the camera's just all over the place uh it's imbued with brilliant cinematography and i uh i absolutely love it I didn't understand most of what you said, but uh, I heard Children of Men, and that's a great shout. I can't really remember when I last had any hope, and I certainly can't remember when anyone else did either. Because really, since women stopped being able to have babies, what's left to hope for? For my choice for pizza in a movie, um, I'm going to do something that I've never done before because obviously we always pick recommendations that we go, listen, we love this film. You should go and check it out as well. But I'm actually going to pick a film that I've never seen before. So this is a recommendation for myself as well. And I picked it for two reasons. One, 
the star of the film, Danny DeVito, uh, celebrates his 77th birthday this week. So mm. happy birthday, Danny. So I wanted to, to mark that occasion in some way. And two, listen, it's Christmas time. It just is now. So um, I've picked a Danny DeVito Christmas film, which is Deck the Halls. So it's available to watch on Netflix and Amazon. And I thought, oh, that's a perfect choice. It's the perfect combo of those two things. I can't wait to see it. And then I just went and checked to see what the score was, like something like Rotten Tomatoes. And it's at 6%, which is possibly one of the lowest rated films I've ever seen uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. So um, I'm actually, you know, even more excited about seeing it now. So I don't know if you've seen it, if you love the film, if you hate the film, but I will be watching Deck the Halls uh, this week to see if my choice was any good. In the peaceful town of Cloverdale, Dr. Stephen Finch was Mr. Christmas. This is a busy time of year, so we have to have a game plan. All must-sing caroling requests to be submitted in writing. Until the competition moved in. Who moves in the middle of the night? I'm Buddy Hall. We just moved in across the street. I have seen it, and I think if Children of Men loses, we can officially claim this whole section is corrupt. Okay, that's uh, that's quite the statement. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so looking forward to seeing uh, what the results of Pete's in the movie will be <laughs> this week. Like, how can a Christmas film be bad? Anyway, we'll find out very soon. Okay, well that pretty much wraps us up for the big Lebrovsky, uh this week's episode. Uh, thank you as ever uh, to officially the second sexiest man, Rory Cashin. I'll take it. Uh, thank you, <laughs> thank you to our friends at Chicago Town Pizza. I know we mentioned some Marvel uh, sneak peeks uh, earlier on the show. Coming up on next week's show, any fan of the Avengers, we're going to have Jeremy Renner, of course, who plays Hawkeye, along with his Hawkeye co-star Haley Steinfeld on the show. But last but not least, Rory, for our big star bye-bye, it is of course Paul Rudd. Yeah, so I was lucky enough to get the Irish exclusive interview with Paul Rudd ahead of the release of Ghostbusters Afterlife. I also interviewed half of those, are they or aren't they, members of Stranger Things kids. Uh, all those interviews are up on Joe's YouTube channel right now. Um, we actually had a tough time picking out just one highlight from Rudd's chat for this section because he, that man, he, he, can, he can really dish up the nuggets when, when you're just like, oh, that's brilliant, ah, oh, oh, that's so funny, oh, look, he's so charming. Uh, and it was just, how do, we, how do we choose? So we just, we went with the one we thought most people would be happy about hearing, and it's his startling idea for a sequel to The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Um, it's not what I would have done, but I'm not a comedic genius like him. I'm just... Uh, Unlike him, I'm just the second sexiest man in the world, so I bow to his to his uh, idea on this. And uh, I, if if Hollywood does pick it up, I am one hundred percent on board for going to see it. One hundred million percent. This is Paul Rudd. Because I am kind of curious about what what the story is with the with all three of those now. Like the forty year old virgin would be in his mid fifties now, and would uh -huh. he be tearing it up? Like, would he go the opposite way? Would he just be hitting the 55-year-old stoops? Yeah, like, a, like in a really, in a really skeevy way. Like the guy you don't, you don't want to talk to. At the and the um, gang have to have to pull him back the other way. Like, you kind of have to find a nice sequel. You kind of have to go the opposite. You have to just go do uh -huh. a one eighty. 
Yeah. So Andy, Steve Carell's character is a Lothario and just a, just a, just a piece of trash. Just, <laughs> that'd be an interesting choice. Um, yeah. Or I love you, man. I'd like to see what happens to Jason Siegel's character. Where does Sydney go? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that was fun to do. So I'd do, yeah, I'd, I'd be, I'd, I'd be down with knowing what happened there. You're listening to the big review ski on Joe with Chicago time. Pizza? Yeah, we go to town on it. 